Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to Anti-Bullying 101. This podcast is designed to create awareness about the bullying epidemic and provide teachers, administrators, parents, and even students information about the dangers of bullying and why we have to take a comprehensive approach when dealing with the problem. My name is Jim Burns. I'm your host. I'm a retired high school administrator with over 40 years of experience in education. Currently, I'm a college instructor, and I've designed the Bullyproof Classroom, a graduate course that provides my students with permanent help, not temporary relief, as they battle the bullying epidemic. Enjoyed the podcast, everybody. Well, hi again, everybody, and welcome back to Anti-Bullying 101. These podcasts are designed to help people deal with the bullying epidemic, deal with the problems that we face in our culture and in our society, school shootings, which have become too commonplace, domestic violence, fighting in the home, arguing, Wherever it lies, wherever it, uh, whatever's going on, we're here to try and help out and do our best to provide some strategies. You know, I speak to people all over the place, and the biggest thing I discover is that there are so many angry and bitter people, and they don't realize that they have a choice. They can, they can continue to be angry and bitter, or they can practice, you know, love, joy, and peace, and patience, and all of the beautiful, what I, what is known, they're known as the fruits of the Spirit, just, you know, practice those rather than being, you know, so angry and bitter. I realize that many people have had a very, very tough upbringing. I had one myself, and you you can make a decision. You can kill yourself with your own anger, or you can take the time to try and be kinder and gentler. And I'm, it's not easy to let things roll right off your back. But it is easy, you know, when you think about just saying to yourself, what is bothering me and what, what can I do to take the steps to try and overcome some of the, some of the uh, anger and bitterness that dwells within me. Once again, my name is Jim Burns, and you're listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I had a good Thanksgiving, a very good Thanksgiving, I must say. I went up to my sister-in-law's house in Connecticut. We enjoyed our time there, Pat and I. Pat's my wife. I went up there with my um, youngest daughter, Zoe, and we had a, a beautiful dinner. We spent time with family. We visited Pat's mom, who had, um, who was suffering right now with dementia, and um, and we visited her. Uh, we had um, just a wonderful time. The car ride was good. We chatted. We enjoyed family, and it was a wonderful thing. And you know, this is the time of year right now. 
This period of time between Thanksgiving and New Year's where we can truly eat ourselves into oblivion. There's always food out. There's always stuff to eat. There, no matter where you go, there's a spread. I mean, the first thing you start thinking about when you think of Christmas is, what, what are we going to do for Christmas dinner? How much are we going to have? Are people coming over? Uh, or Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a is another holiday. It, it's part of the, the holiday season. We have Christmas and Hanukkah, both, um, depending on which uh, faith you practice. So you, there's always food all over the place during the holiday season. Always. And I teach this course called um, Wellness and Balance in the Classroom. And I taught it this past weekend. I had a great group of students, really enjoyed um, their company. We did it virtually, and I learned more teaching this course than maybe I learned in my past experiences with the course and with other courses. You know, we have a responsibility as adults. You see, we are the goose that lays the golden egg. Don't ever forget it. You lay golden eggs every day. You go to work. You deal with situations. You take care of the house. You take care of your family. And you lay a golden egg because all of those things that you do okay, are things that maybe no one else could do for them. And when you go to work every two weeks, you get a, a, a golden egg, but if which is your paycheck. But if you don't keep things in balance, remember what happened, what the farmer did to the goose? He killed the goose because he wanted all the golden eggs. If we try to get it all at once, we're going to kill ourselves in the process. And then that's the end of the golden eggs. So we have a responsibility to take care of ourselves as well as our children. But if we go first, they lose the golden eggs. The kids do. Our family does. So let's just think about this for a minute. There are, and I'm going to revisit a few things here. Number one, when we consider, when we consider exercise, I don't want you to consider the gym and structured, complete structured exercise. I, I'm right now. I'm just about done. I'm going to be getting a credential uh, as a um, personal trainer, and one of the things I learned in the process was uh, this thing called NEAT, N-E-A-T, NEAT. And you may be asking, well, what does this have to do with bullying? It may have nothing to do with bullying, but I will tell you this, if you're healthier um, and you help your kids become healthier physically and mentally and all the other things that we're going to talk about, guess what? 
they'll be able to manage stress a little bit better. But there's this thing called NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And what this is, is you taking the activities of your day and getting in, getting in some um, extra movement in your life. That could mean climbing stairs, walking further in a parking lot. We've heard all of this. Now, there was, uh, believe it or not, I, I have a, a foot doctor that I go to. And I go to the foot doctor, and I say, and he, he, and I was talking to him about the reason I went, my feet hurt, I was exercising, and I wanted to, him to help me out. And he said, well, what do you do for exercise? I said, well, I, I, I try to do four or five things you know, over the course of a week, you know, I don't do the same thing every day. And he says, what should I do? I want to lose some weight. And I said, look it, here's what you can do. I said, every hour or so, stand up and do 25 squats. And then maybe take two or three walks around this building that you have here, this campus that you have during the day. And try that out. And then I said, why don't you try intermittent fasting? Now, a lot of people have gotten the wrong idea about intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting is not you're done eating at night and you don't eat until lunchtime and then you eat to oblivion, uh, effective noontime. Intermittent fasting is you're done eating at uh, nighttime or whenever you're done. You wake up in the morning. You don't eat. But then when you get to the point where your stomach starts to growl a little bit, you eat something just to stave off the hunger and try to push off your, your full-blown meal until much later in the day. That's intermittent fasting. And you give yourself just a, a window of time to eat. And I told him to do this. You know, I went back to see him again. He lost 40 pounds. He lost 40 pounds. And that's pretty good. And he didn't even go to a gym. So the point that I'm making to you is you can take very good care of yourself. Very good care of yourself without a gym. And you have to teach your children how to do this. Because our kids are laying around. Our kids are getting soft, and, and they are going to end up having trouble down the road. And they will. They will. I'm sorry to say. If they don't get moving and start watching what, because the food that they're eating is killing them. Many of them. That's one thing. So, think of the physical dimension, but think of it in terms of just moving throughout the day. And you could take structured walks. You know, it's a little bit tough when you think of the Fitbit mentality to take those 10,000 steps all at once. So what you want to do is you want to give yourself a structured walk of maybe two or three miles and then try and pick up the other steps along the way with your activities and it works far better. I mean, I've done this myself. The next thing that you want to consider when you think of overall wellness 
is the mental dimension. And we've been through this. We've been through this. We've been through it because what I, what I talk about here is doing things that stimulate your mind. Now, reading is one of them. Reading is one of them. A lot of people don't like to read. And as a matter of fact, right now, you can, uh, with Audible and books on tape and all these other wonderful things, you can you know, basically cover a whole book on a long car ride. But you could put puzzles together. You can work on jigsaw puzzles. They have apps on, on, um, in the app store, Wordle and so on. You could, you know, you could play solitaire to keep your mind active. Anything that activates the mind, do it. The mental dimension, that's a big piece. Because as your mind goes, so goes your body. So try to get at, try to get after re reading is one audible. Listen to the books on tape, but then you also have this idea of putting crossword, putting jigsaw puzzles together, crossword puzzles, apps you can get on the phone. Just play cards. You can play a game of checkers with somebody. Learn how to play chess. Any of these things truly help. They truly help. And it helps you get your mind going again. Then you have the social and emotional dimension. And this is nothing more than what I call keeping accounts current. Keeping accounts current. And how do you keep accounts current? Something goes wrong, you apologize. If you go to bed at night and someone is on your mind that you've had a problem with, you need to take care of it. And don't wait for them to do it because they're not going to do it. You need to go to them and say, you know, we had a few words a while back. I want to clear this up. Too often we get ready to go to weddings and funerals and we're worried about who we're going to run into there because they, they might be someone that we had a problem with years ago. We don't talk to Uncle Charlie. You don't talk to your cousins. You don't talk to, maybe you don't talk to your mother and father. I don't know. But the bottom line is, it's time to clear up the mess. And if you have a mess and you've brought it into another relationship, because relationships that we have as we grow older and we move into um, we have partners, we have husbands, we have wives. As we move into them, we take the, the baggage from the past and we bring it into another relationship. And we need an opportunity in that new relationship to take care of unfinished business. And, it, and it's, a, it's a wonderful thing when you have someone in your life who will allow you to do that. It really is. I happen to be blessed with a wonderful wife who lets me take care of unfinished business because if, if you're continuously reliving the past, you'll start to bring some of that 
those events into your future. In other words, if your parents were highly critical and, and you come into a, a marriage and your, your spouse makes a suggestion to you and you see it as criticism and then a huge argument breaks out, those are the things that you have to deal with. That's the social and emotional dimension. Now, when I get into the spiritual dimension, people like think, you know, it's like um, religion or reading. I mean, I happen to read the Bible and pray, which helps me a lot. It really does. But for some people, it's nature. Some people, it's yoga. Some people, it is meditation. Whatever it is, do it. But here's a couple of things I want to share with you. We use the spiritual dimension as a way of helping us deal with stress. See, it's, it's a broad uh, heading, spiritual dimension, with many things that we can do under it, but we use it to help us deal with stress. And if we are under stress, there's going to be a host of things that are going to happen in our life that we're not going to like. One of which is we're going to overeat. We're we could have high blood pressure. And all of those things lead to a very unhealthy lifestyle, which can lead to a heart attack or a stroke. So, what do you do? You try, you work on relaxing more. Now, how you do that is another story. But there are ways of practicing relaxation. It's not a matter of sitting in front of a television set. It could be that meditation that I spoke about. It might be a long walk. It might be going to therapy. Whatever it takes, you do it, because if you don't, you'll end up having physical problems down the road. The next one is recreation. Recreation may not be exercise. Recreation might be a, a skill activity. It might be a ping pong table. It might be putting in a, a pool table in your basement. It might be bowling. It might be uh, going out where they got a ba basketball hoop on the, in, the, in the driveway and shooting baskets. It might be going on a trip. Recreation is what is something that will feed you and make you feel as if uh, you're more appreciative of what you have. Recreation allows you to get out and have fun. A fun activity. People don't have enough fun anymore. Then there's the area, and these are four R's, by the way. Then you have relationships. Relationships are the, and I'm not talking about the ones where you've got to apologize now. 
where we have to keep accounts current. I'm talking about relationships with people that you can call up and talk with. If you don't have somebody like that, maybe you need to get, that's when you need to find a therapist that'll help you. But relationships are important. I talk to my sister almost every day, and she's all I have left in my family. I talk to my two daughters, my three daughters, well, my youngest daughter lives with us. I have two daughters that are, are outside the house living elsewhere, and we talk almost every day. Relationships help us deal with stress. And if there's something wrong in your relationship with your, your son or your daughter or your mother or your father, but you're in a constant state of building the relationship and chatting all the time, you can be far more honest with them because of the, of the fact that you have a good relationship with them. That helps alleviate stress. And the last piece just goes back to our spiritual dimension. Once again, it's all under one heading, renewal. Just try to get renewed each and every day with something. You know, we have the habit of going to work, coming home. That's what they call the rut. You get into a rut. You want to get out of the rut. and begin to experience a fuller and much more vibrant life. I do want to share one last thing about exercise. I have begun to follow a guy online, and it's, his website is Mark Staley Apple. His name is Mark Sisson. He was, for years, a world-class triathlete. And he's grown older now, and he's, he has come up with, he calls it a primal blueprint for um, physical activity. And he, it makes total sense, total sense. From the standpoint of our ancestors, this is what he says. Number one, to be physically healthy, we have to lift something heavy twice a week. So I went out and got myself a, a hex bar, which is for you doing deadlifts. I do squats and I do, um, I do rowing. I exercise the large muscle groups in my body twice a week, two times a week. How does this fit in? Because if our, if our ancestors, and we'll call our ancestors the cavemen right now, okay? Whether or not you believe in stuff that's in evolution and so on, it's another story. But we'll call them the cavemen. They had, a, they had to find food and cook it, but when they caught something, it could have weighed a few hundred pounds. They might have to carry it back so that they can prepare it for eating. So that's where... Lifting something heavy twice a week comes in. Number two, a caveman walked all the time. So walking, just walk. Walk all over. That's where these 10,000 steps come in. But walk more than that if you can. Number three, often, 
hopefully not too often, our friend the caveman may have had to run away from something once or twice a week. So he recommended interval training once or twice a week where you sprint and stop, sprint and stop, get on an elliptical, go for 20 seconds as fast as you can. I happen to use a jump rope, it works, it works wonderfully. I do that 20 seconds on, some time off. 20 seconds on, time off. You catch your breath, you go back to it again. But those are the things that he recommends. Those are the things that he recommends. And then there's stretching in there, but you can do stretching by sitting on the floor in an uncomfortable position occasionally. He has found a way to build into your life activities that you need without, without forcing you to go to a gym and all, do all the other things that, are, that surround physical activity today as we know it in, in our age, which is, you know, you go and you, you work out in a gym and you join a gym. You don't have to do that. You could get some great, great exercise by doing push-ups and some squats and using some latex bands for resistance and you can get a great workout. So the point that I'm making before you decide you got to get up and join a gym, consider those things and consider Mark Staley Apple and take a look at that. That's a great website. Now, what does it all have to do with bullying? The healthier we are, the easier it, is, the easier it is for us to manage stress. The healthier our kids are, the easier it'll be for them to manage stress. And bullying is stressful. There's no question about it. Bullying is one of the more stressful things that kids are gonna go through. Kids don't know how to deal with relationships and they have difficulty, kids don't understand, you know, the physical dimension. These are things you have to teach your students. Teach them about the physical dimension, the mental dimension, the social and emotional dimension. This is lifelong health and fitness that kids need to know because they're under a great deal of stress today, and by today's standards, and they need to know how to manage it. They need to know how to overcome some of the the roadblocks that interfere with them ha with them having a healthy and more vibrant life, and it's up to us to teach it to them. My name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. I thank you for your time. I thank you for the listen. I thank you for being my, my audience. I have a, a brand new five-minute short podcast that I do on something that's called Swell, S-W-E-L-L, -L, a five-minute short podcast. Once again, it's Anti-Bullying 101. You can go into the, into the um, on, you can get it on the app. You can even, you can find it on your computer as well. And I give an anti-bullying tip every day, less than five minutes. It's probably two to four minutes every day you get an anti-bullying tip go there listen to that just go in type in anti-bullying 101 follow me if you will i think that would be beautiful so take a look at that i am asking my listeners to please 
be an anti-bullying one-on-one supporter. Just support the podcast. I am trying to take this podcast to another level. And if I'm going to do that, I have to take the time to do it, which means I have to take time, steal time from somewhere else. And if I do that, I might not be able to um, make the... um, the necessary get the necessary funds to be able to progress. So I ask you for your support. Please support anti-bullying one hundred and one. You're not you're not only supporting anti-bullying one hundred and one. You're helping the anti-bullying movement. It's an epidemic, and we need to take care of it. And I'm trying my very best. So please do that. Please do it. And you can become a supporter right on the right on the website. Right right there where anti-bullying 101 is just hit support. You can support me for 99 cents a month or whatever it is. Whatever you can support me with, please do it. Today is Monday, December 5th. Beautiful day. My daughter has uh um her, her cheerleading team has won the regional championship, and she's going to Florida to participate in the national championship. I will be going there uh, tomorrow morning, leaving to go down with her. And I'll also be visiting my my middle daughter and my granddaughter, Winnie, uh, while I'm down there, and I look forward to it. Uh, right here in New Jersey, it's cold, it's nice, the sun is out, it's a beautiful day. I'm feeling good. I hope you are as well. My birthday's coming up. I'm going to be 68 years old. 68, and I've been involved with this movement for 30 years, and I'd like to think that we've taken a bite out of it. I I really do. But wherever you are, whatever you're doing today, enjoy it. Have a wonderful time. Once again, my name is Jim Burns. You've been listening to Anti-Bullying 101. Happy Monday. Happy beginning of the week. Enjoy your time. Enjoy your life. I love you, everybody. Take care.